everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck. I'm back, back from the dead, but his dead may never die. Thank you, David Danella, for uh, steering the ship in my stead. Uh, David is here once again. Hello, David. Hello, how are you? And Rob Alessiani. Dracarys. Yes, uh, we are here to discuss House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 3, titled Second of his name. Before we do, though, we got some some bits of of news. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. We're going to be giving something Game of Thronesy away at the end of this season. Uh, you could also email us at srm at xroadscomedy.com. The other thing is that you can go to xroadscomedy.com for information on shows and classes. We have live shows in Philadelphia, Philly, coming up 914 <laughs> through 918, September 14th through the 18th in the Philly Fringe Festival. Lots of great stuff. And one of those is already sold out, which is a storytelling show. Uh, so check out xroadscomedy.com for information on shows and classes. Uh, this episode has a near three-year time jump. Uh, so how are y'all feeling about that? Terrible. Um, I, I, I'm taking it like necessary medicine because we saw what happened with the granular pace of the previous show and how it took six seasons for certain characters to even meet. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to deal with it. Cause like, what, what did I, what, what would we have, David, what would we have seen in the middle that you were like, oh, we missed this. That's. I, what how do you how could i possibly answer that i'm just saying if if you're feeling terrible about it you you must then you wish it had gone more granular and 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 he's asking you it to out. explain yourself david yeah, i'm asking yeah. <laughs> well, he said what but the, the question is david's in, totally unprepared a, for this in, like, a fiction, in a fictional you're, but, you're, but what you're asking me is in a fictional world yes imagine what might have happened in the three years that they didn't show me sure and get all right so i mean look just riffing what off are the you top missing of in terms of character development has anybody done anything that you're like i have no idea why they did that because the development happened off screen i don't know if that's necessarily uh a fair question because they wrote it so that no development happened off screen but okay. what i'm but hang what on, i hang on hold the phone what david you you said terrible i feel terrible and now you somehow made it our problem that you feel terrible. <laughs> it's I'm I, no I, I'm 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 taking exception to Rob's framing that I need to pitch ideas as to what happened in the interim on, that baby. made it worth it showing. Ideas. It's not it's not like it's not like this is the a World War II drama and they went from 1942 and 1945 and I can be like oh yeah they completely skipped this 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 and this. But that said, I will play your game. One, we went from a war that hadn't started to a war that was going terribly. No mm -hmm. progress there. No, nothing shown there. Two, we went from no children in the target, no children of Viserys to mm -hmm. a male heir that is two years old and thriving. And dumb, um, and just dumb as a brick. And just, yeah, and, and he's, he's young, but he's already clearly stupid. Um, so I think those two things alone um, are are worth, you know, could be worth time. Again, sure. yeah, part sure. of the reason that I, you spend time in things is because it makes the little things count. We don't know what any of the little things were because, once again, the show is saying, oh, little things don't matter. I will, I will, I'll co-sign that. I'll co-sign yeah. that. Sure. It definitely, we are sacrificing some subtlety. A little bit of like the intrigue for for the purpose of like we have a lot of timeline to get through and, and i'll say one more thing actually that. i'll say one more thing this is on a on a kind of personnel level is this episode i think firmly revealed that i don't know her name but whoever's playing uh rhaenyra is terrific terrific and guess what she's going to be fucking off after next episode <laughs> because because we just wasted three years of where this actor can convincingly play uh and we're gonna waste maybe another three or four years in the next uh are we getting show. a new actress for this character for Rhaenyra mm -hmm. yeah yeah really 
There's yeah. going to be a few new actors for a few new characters or a few of the characters. Oh, well, well, then I'm, then I'm, I, I'm, I'm switching sides, and I agree with David. We Just do it with makeup. Uh, before we move on to talk a little bit more about the particulars, uh, I do want to say, David, I got on your case a moment ago, um, but I want to give you kudos where kudos are due. You came through and answered <laughs> Rob's very simple probing question very well. <laughs> Look, this is called growth, right? We would never have done this in the old podcast. <laughs> We would have been roasting both of us all day. We would have been, yeah. <laughs> it's still going to take me a second to cool down. <laughs> <laughs> David's just, you can't see it. This is an audio medium. David just, he's been pouring vodka into an empty glass, like, a, like, and not like a small glass, like, like one of those glasses you get at the stadiums yeah. just for like the last minute it's and a half. It's a goblet. Yeah. 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 It's a goblet. Yeah. It's, it's my meter. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk more about just the storyline within the within the stepstones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that whole. I think something said it was about twelve, fifteen minutes at the at the end. There, uh, we have a little bit in the middle, and then a little bit at the um, beginning there. Uh, and it's the war's not going great. It's going terrible. Uh, they're they're losing. Uh, the uh, the crown is losing. Damon and and Corliss. Uh, they're saying that it's that it's Damon's fault. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Vagar. I think it was Vagar sends help. So he's probably going to catch some shit in the next episode uh, or has caught some shit in the off-screen time in between. Um, and they send help to the Stepstones, uh, 12 ships, 2,000 men, and Damon kicks the shit out of the, the messengers. And they their plan is just... Uh, let's lure them out because one of the main reasons is they're all hiding. They're all yeah. hiding in the in the caves. You got uh, crab feeder peeking out from you know just scared to death of uh, any kind of of dragon attack. What's he got? Grayscale. Yeah, he's got grayscale. Got grayscale yeah, and, and going on, losing his hopefully hair. not on his hand because if so, yeah. then Damon has it too. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot there uh, within those few sections that they have. So how are you feeling about it? Action sequence, the dragons. You got what's his face riding a dragon? Uh Lanar. Uh Jacaris. Well, oh, that's right. that's what he was saying, Dracaris, which is fire. No, Jacaris. The uh Valerian. Uh first one son of uh no wait, sorry. I'm I'm looking at my my Facebook here. And let's see, Corliss Lainar. His son. Yes. Yeah, he's got his own dragon. Look at that. Not, Who knew? Yeah, and not a, not a uh, Targaryen. No, no. The, well, uh, the, I the, mean, the... unless you count his mother. Yes. That's yeah. true. Yeah, he's got some Targaryen blood. That's right. Same deal as Jon Snow, I guess. Yeah. Yes. He can ride dragon. Who never rode a dragon. He's got the coolest dragon so far. I love, I love, the, I love the white colorway of this release. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just in time shows up. That's uh, what's what's the dragon's name? Sea uh, smoke. Sea smoke. That's sea smoke music. They said, and he just crashed through the window. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, we called it last week when we were like, no, the crab feeder is not the big bad. <laughs> he's he's just not. He he shouldn't be. <laughs> um, he was he was dispatched real quick. Um, I, th- I think, um, uh, I think this got brought up on one of the, I swear, I swear I had this thought before someone echoed it on a much bigger platform on YouTube. I think it was probably new rock stars, but the, the whole scene, Matt Smith, uh, Damon Targaryen's just like dialogueless, mm-hmm. uh, like 12 minutes, something like that. Just yeah. he, no lines, just absolute, um, just absolute devastation that he brought on just and you could see it a mile away uh at first you were like oh is he gonna really just surrender just to stick it to his brother which would have also been a slight um here's the one thing i hated and why i don't like the internet and think it was a mistake the the amount of people that came on and they were like oh plot armor oh he would have got hit by one of those arrows and then i read on reddit like somebody who's like a marksman in like the military had it. He's like, Hey y'all, um, at that, at that distance, 
shooting bows and arrows with a bunch of probably relatively untrained archers you are you are spraying and praying like i i you know they could have had scoped uh ar-15s from that range and still he would have had a he would have had a fighting chance and he got hit twice you know but to but to expect you know two dozen people from that range arcing downward in the wind uh you know because it was right off the it was like no he he had a chance uh, and a different, you know, it wasn't necessarily an even terrain either. So there's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot yeah, and he, and he was serpentining, which is what they tell you to do. You got to serpentine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely not. Nobody ever does that. I, no. I would also point out that um, that this moment is the third time now that something crucial in Damon Targaryen's. Uh, history and the short history of this show has happened that we didn't see does anybody want to guess what they are what the other two what repeat that taking dragonstone yep that's got to be one because that couldn't have well, just actually been so then there then there are four things that we haven't seen yet because taking dragonstone is definitely one and oh, it's okay, related to another part of it So I'll just say name them. Yeah, name please. them. Yeah. Uh, we we don't see him say air for a day. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't see him steal the dragon egg. We mm-hmm. don't see him take dragon stone, and we don't see him kill the crab feeder. Yeah. And all of these things think- are talked about or implied. I mean, obviously, I think we can pretty strongly assume that he didn't kill the crab i mean that he did kill the crab feeder you think that might have been a a decoy i don't think it was a decoy or anything like that but i think it's i think i'm gonna choose to believe that they're doing something um intentional with damon yeah which is which is that there are aspects of damon's legacy that are up for up for debate or are uh that there is no conclusive truth about i think it might be speaking to the source material being a book of varied um accounts like total unreliable narrator stuff so like it would have i I didn't read the book i do have it coming in i might start reading it it's we'll see um but from what I gather, it's a bunch of different accounts, sometimes of this, it's almost like biblical, in, in that there are different accounts, different um, different people's accounts of the same events, not in terms of like scope or influence or anything like that. Don't get on me. Come on, stay out of the comments. My Bible, <laughs> um, My Bible was written by one man. A white man. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote several other books in science fiction. Equally um, good. Yeah, my Bible's Ender's Game, and I and I support everything about it. No, uh, stay out of the comments. Um, no, but I think I think that could be speaking to that. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I also think that this is a show that so far, again, we're sacrificing those granular stuff, but this is a show so far that has really not wasted, uh, like there's no fat on this show. It's, it is all thriller, no filler so far. Um, which I really appreciate because it, it it is still finding time to have those cloak and da- cloak and dagger moments. I just I'm rewatching Game of Thrones now because the show's actually it motivated me to do that, and I'm like maybe five or six episodes in the first season, and that that encounter with um, with Varys and Littlefinger in the throne room are just I was just like oh my god I re- now I remember how good this show was with those moments of just two people who think they have something on the other. And then, you know, Littlefinger's got that, got that like, oh, by the way, saw, heard you were in the dungeons with the dragon skulls talking to Illyrio Malpatis and, and various face changes like that. So this show still has those moments of the, the, um, you know, the cloak and dagger stuff that I really enjoy, but it's not, it's not taking time to be like, we need an action scene where you see a guy cut in half we're just going to say like he got him and and that's and that to me was like oh this this guy really wasn't shit crab feeder 
was not going to be the big bad ever, so much so that we don't even need to show you how he was dispatched. He, he, somebody, he, his main flaw was somebody following him into a cave. Like that was his Achilles heel. Somebody just giving pursuit on foot. And, uh, and now he's, a, and now he's I mean, he uh, half the man he used to be. In such bad shape. He was probably pulled apart by Damon. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's the only <laughs> other thing I was thinking of is, uh, Damon chased after him into the cave and he just fell over a rock and split in half. And Damon was like, shit, ah, oh, I need a story. Uh, and he just like sliced him up and it's like, Hey everyone, even sliced out, him in half in that cave over there. The there were no cameras or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All but right. a good sequence. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, and and it was it was a neat to see somebody else, non Targaryen, full Targaryen, riding riding a snake. There's so many dragons within within this show, and I'm loving it. All right, uh, so let's talk a little bit about the through line of the the new heir, potential new heir, second of his name, Aegon, uh, and how that relates to Rhaenyra, because there's people out there that are pushing for him to be the official new heir. And then you got Renera who's like, Oh, I just assume like he's, it's, he's here. You have no use for me anymore. Uh, so how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Um, well, the, the main guy who just seems to be living in that reality already is a uh, Hobart Hightower brother of uh brother of the hand. And he was so bold that he, you know, he he already bent the knee to uh, to um, uh, Rhaenyra, and yeah, they all did. Yeah, they all did. So he's 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 making a he's just in public like here he is, second of his name, which he wouldn't be unless what I what I've heard in you know doing oh, a little Beastbury, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't be second of his name unless he was the heir. So he would. That that's not a title you would give him second of his name right. unless he was the heir. And it's not like what I thought going in and realized that it's not the case is that once he had a male heir, once um once Viserys had a male heir, that that would kind of take over from, from Viserys naming Rhaenyra as his heir, but like, no, he would have to like undo that. Yeah. And this, and then basically this episode is about like will he or won't he do that and his struggles thinking well i never thought i'd be in this situation when i when i made that claim i thought i would never marry again blah 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 blah. so and and his process of using both his political mind and also his obsession over symbols and dreams to figure out like well what's the right move here and you know and we'll get to that a little more when we get to the hunt David, any feelings on this succession? Mm. Fucking kings and succession. You know, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, there's, um, there's a lot of politicking happening right now, mm-hmm. but, uh. It doesn't really, I mean, I, maybe this is just because uh, Hightower, I don't, like, it doesn't feel like he is anything yet. Like, I just don't, I just don't see, like, like, they haven't put enough chess pieces on the board for me to be like, oh, like, okay, like, baby Aegon is a problem like that's got to come from houses like and maybe this maybe that'll maybe they're setting it up this you know this week and next week you know it'll be like some houses are just going to be outright like uh you know why the hell haven't you named uh you know Aegon your heir yet Mm. um it's like the like, I don't know, it just doesn't, like, it feels like people are going to be like, oh, Renera is not queen because they don't want to respect a woman, but it also doesn't feel like there's, like, a mean, like, a visible coalition from a dramatic perspective that once, that 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 is going to be backing Aegon. Yeah, the closest that we got to that so far was the discussion between Viserys and 
Jason Lannister, who I could not stand. Uh, but that's the point. This I show, think. man, it's already confusing to keep people, and they're like, well, "Let's just let's just cast, let's just twins and cast the same guy." To <laughs> yeah. Play both. yeah, at least it's Jason, and the other one is Thailand, and and not Jason and Jarson or something. Jason and Jerson. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, th- that's the closest that we got to that, where they were discussing, uh, and Viserys just kept kind of fighting with them, finding reasons to be like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, who said?" Uh, but Jason says something along the lines of, well, we all thought, we just kind of assumed. We just assumed. Yeah, that, yeah. that you know, you got you got your male heir, so he's going to be the male heir. Yeah. I like, I like, uh, it's nice to see a Lannister, um, like, obviously, they're very wealthy. Like, that's, they still, they always have wealth. But in terms of political power, they, they're not, they're nowhere near where they were or right. where, what they became in the new show. So that's really kind of cool to see them, you know, scramble a bit. And so far we've seen no one, you know, we've only seen two Lannisters, I think, um, the just the twins. Uh, but, like, nobody's yeah. touching Tywin. I mean, Tywin's, like, once in, yeah. a, once in five generations kind of guy, you know, in yeah. terms of just boss. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see the Lannisters reduced. Um in a way that doesn't feel like, you know, the, the previous show did in later seasons where it was like, oh, this doesn't even feel earned. And we like yeah. them now, kind of. Not all yeah. of them. The sense that I'm getting from from them right now is that they are definitely reduced in influence over the court, but not mm-hmm. in power. Because uh, they are still apparently very, very rich. Um, yeah. And make great weapons and all that shit castle rock is fa- still fantastic they got great wine apple wine or whatever the hell it was cherry wine <laughs> i don't know uh, Lila Lila wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um any other thoughts on the succession actually i have um, one <clears throat> so what is meant to happen here uh rob you know a little bit about the the dance of dragon stuff um sure. does do we think that Viserys dies having kept Rhaenyra as the named heir? All those lords are like a lot of the lords are like nah, and then they're backing Aegon, and then you have Damon coming into play as well. Do we think? Are you asking what happens, or is that, or what is do we that think? the battle that we're we're setting up yeah, for? Yeah, I think that. So we're we're so far we've got probably three or four people with a, a a a legitimate not a legitimate claim but like enough to rally people behind you claim you've got you know once he comes of age you've got Aegon the second sure whether or not he's made whether or not he's made actual heir by his father you've got Rhaenyra you've got Damon and then you've probably got uh you've probably got um Valerian's uh dragon rider kid that I think is going to make a move. And, um, you know, then you've got, you've got other players too. So like, it's, yeah, we're setting up not another war of the five, you know, we're setting up the dance of dragons here, but um, it feels, it feels like, whereas in, in the war of the five Kings, um, it was all about, you know, how well can I sell that I'd actually be a good king? And this one feels more like, well, how can I sell that actually I'm the rightful king? Right. Um, you know, because in the War of the Five Kings, it most of the the only real, if you could prove that Joffrey was not a not or like a trueborn uh uh um uh Baratheon. Baratheon, then then it's you know then it's Stannis like that's the that's the rightful heir right everybody else was just saying like sure but I'd be better in this one it's like <laughs> no actually you know it should have been my mom and uh before Viserys so I'm I would be you know next in line for right there's all ties there's all there's all actual there's actual claims yeah David anything to add it's all too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah. David's smoking a cigarette right now. You can't see it. He's... All right. Let's chat a little bit about the, um, along those lines, so it's kind of tied to it, is uh, 
them trying to marry off Rhaenyra. Uh, Jason Lannister was one of the uh, people within within this episode uh, that was trying. Uh, didn't go so well. No, not uh, impressed. No, not not no. at all. Um, she just wants to do what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like she doesn't want to get married. She keeps saying that. Um, it seems like they're trying to push towards a, a thing with her and Kristen Cole. Are you feeling that? Oh, yeah, that's what's happening. In, Can he in... get married as a member of the King's no. Guard now, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it would be a scandal, which I think they're they're <laughs> teasing pretty heavy in the um I think it would be akin to like a priest. You know, somebody took like as part of their vows it was a vow of yeah, um, like a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't think. I mean, the king can do anything, and I think as queen, she could uh, probably strip him of those of that um, of, of of that vow. Uh, but who the hell knows? But yeah, it's what's very. What I thought was, you know, a good move. Viserys is Viserys is is pushing Rhaenyra to marry and have kids, not be not necessarily because it's what's expected of her. Like that's there, but his his whole line seems to be like our family is threatened, and this is how you strengthen our this is how you strengthen our family. Like yeah. we are safer the more heirs we have. And, you know, by the end of the show, he, um, you know, we can jump real quick ahead. I don't want to skip the the hunt because I think there's a lot of stuff there that brings him to the conclusion, at least right now, that he's not shifting airs. Um, yeah. um, but he's basically says like, no, it's you and take it from me. You're go- like, go pick somebody who you feel is good, you know. Good, some good fathering right here, I think, in, mm-hmm. in the in in the context of this is all bullshit monarchy stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if you're gonna live in that, if you're gonna have to function in that in that world, he's do he's he is um, he's advising her in probably one of the better ways you could if you're going to live in this kind of broken system. So my counterpoint to that is. Who are the only men we have seen Rhaenyra have a positive interaction with on this show so far? Her cousin? Cole and Sir Harold. Wait, who's Sir Harold? (laughs) Uh, Is the leader of the Kingsguard now. Head of the Kingsguard. I would say members of the Kingsguard and (laughs) Daemon Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh the uh, whole is a a member of the Kingsguard and B basically, I mean, is is a lowborn, but is you know not a member of a great house, so he's double disqualified. Uh, the other guy's a Kingsguard member, and Damon <laughs> is her uncle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not a disqualifier in this. Not case. unfortunately, not a disqualifier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even um, close. Yeah, so uh, maybe she. Maybe they will show her, meet her cousin, uh, which at this point seems like a wild victory for uh, <laughs> for non incest in this show. If, if, she, if she meets her cousin, but um, if you know, if Doctor Oz thinks it's no big deal, yeah. Uh, yeah. If they're setting up a, uh, if they're setting up a Rhaenyra uh, marriage or a Rhaenyra picking a uh spouse and it's her own choosing don't love her options uh yeah, from at least yeah. from a geopolitical standpoint at actually no i don't love them from any well i mean i like Kristen cole as a as an option um sure. but i don't love him as a, from a geopolitical standpoint and let us not forget that within this episode otto hightower suggested her two-year-old brother yo otto is <laughs> wild <laughs> but i i I am not defending Otto Hightower here. I think his his point was it could change later and this would get everyone off your back. This would stop like the suitors showing up. 
I don't know that it would or not, but I took that as you could do this. It wouldn't have to be acted upon until well, well, well in the future. You, you, you're buying yourself time and you're buying yourself some space from these Lannister creeps who keep knocking at your door. Um, yeah. That said, Otto is, Otto is, man, he has no, uh, he's like, yeah, whatever. Like marry anybody. I don't think marry an old wear tree like, he just i mean he just wants his fucking grandson to be king and yeah that's it and i mean the thing about the marrying rhaenyra to aegon is you know it's like it's it's a it's a combination of two things one it's like it's just barefaced again uh positioning by otto to make sure that his grandson is king Mm-hmm. Um, but also it, it I think it reflects what we've been seeing kind of in Otto in that he's not a fucking strategic thinker. He's not an he's not somebody who actually thinks with any foresight. Because mm-hmm. uh if if he were thinking with foresight, he'd say, okay, so uh this so his sister Mary, so Rhaenyra marries Aegon and Aegon's two, so maybe maybe we get Aegon on the king on the you know on the council making choices by the time he's ten or twelve, mm-hmm. like and we kind of pull a Tommen. But what does Rhaenyra do for those eight to ten years? You know, yeah, yeah. What, does Otto Hightower is, does he remain the hand of the king for that long? Doesn't he can tie one it up and be like, actually, I'm the hand of the king, and I'm really the one making the decisions because you know, the kid's too young, for sure. Otto yeah. Hightower to speak to to speak to your point, David. Otto Hightower reminds me. I used to spend a decent when I was in college and like post college, I spent a good amount of time playing you know in casinos down in Atlantic City. Uh-huh. I had played poker and blackjack. And I studied these games and it was like one of those, like, I'm going to do, I might do this for a living. I think I, I think I could actually do this. And I never won any significant amount of money, even though I was playing by the book. Like I was doing the smart thing that, that if someone was like, this is how you over time win. But I, I don't know if I just didn't go enough or I just got unlucky, but every time I would play blackjack or poker, I would sit at the table with somebody who would be making like stupid pushes and just like, you know, splitting ace, uh, splitting tens on black, like doing doing stuff. You're like, you don't do that. That's not by the book. And just winning all this money. Yeah. And that's what Otto Hightower feels like to me. He's making these like bold moves that, like, in any other scenario, maybe with any other person, he wouldn't get this lucky, and he his head would end up on a pike. And but he just seems to be like he's just getting very lucky and putting himself in a very powerful and his family in a very powerful position because he's just like being quite bold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In the middle of all these options, um, one person that was mentioned, and it's the second week in a row for this dude, um, Lionel, uh, to come in always even handed reasonable advice that isn't taken. <laughs> uh, he suggests uh, Lenor, mm-hmm. uh, which is the son of uh, Rhaenerys and uh, Corlys, yeah. uh, Valerian. Um, and he's like, hey, remember when I told you last week that we sh- you should do this for this reason? And all Last that- week, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you didn't? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> my mindset is still the same uh, for, yeah. for these reasons. So, I mean, I don't think that's a bad bad option there but yeah she's no. not gonna go for it uh and all of this is you think let me ask do you think that Viserys dies or gets killed i'm thinking he's gonna die because he's falling apart piece by piece yeah week to week yeah. he's down yeah. two fingers <laughs> yeah 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 i think he's i think he's just gonna die yeah they haven't shown his back since goopy back and if he <laughs> If he lost two fingers based on like that little scrape, he had like a gouge in his back. I feel like his whole back is just like he had a little volcano or a slime, like the Ghostbusters two. Yeah, I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm waiting for like to see stains on the back of his of his of his coat just because it's just a gross open wound. But yeah, I, he can't be long for this world. Adam on the back, I wouldn't be like... surprised now. The way this show is moving, it's like 
there's a world that he dies next week. There's like, yeah, that's that's not a. I don't know that that's the. I don't know that that's a stone cold lock, but we are moving quickly here. I mean, um, he's also kind of, and again, you know, pace being what it is. Like, first of all, we have no idea what the pace is going to be, so we don't know what tomorrow, what next week is. Uh, it could be four years in the future. Sure. Um, and also, I mean, you know, look, things things happen, but um, and hindsight is twenty twenty. But looking back at original Game of Thrones, there were many characters whose deaths were surprises. But there were also a lot of characters who kind of died right as they stopped feeling useful, <laughs> like useful to the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I think that Viserys is reaching the end of, like, we know who this guy is, which is he's a. He's somebody who rejects confrontation. He, uh, you know, has his visions. He's trying to, uh, he's trying to see what can happen if the realm chooses peace over and over again. Um, and we also, the vague things that we do know as people who haven't read anything is that um, the Targaryen family is going to fucking tear itself apart. Um, mm. So he is, I, I, I don't think he's long for this world. I do know, I, one thing that I do know that I don't think is really going to spoil anything um, is just that I, I heard that his relationship with Damon is such that they fight, they make up, they fight, they make up. Based on what Damon did this last episode, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Damon and Viserys end on a positive note or that they are at least reconciled by next episode interesting you think that damon's actions would i I almost feel like the opposite i think like this is a pretty big you know denying the help you and uh it depends on like whose account of what gets back to uh viserys but I, i think there's a world that um Certainly, if he actually had surrendered, as opposed to taking his brother's help, um, that's like, that's, that's a, you you don't come back from that, I I think. Um, It'd be interesting, it's going to be interesting to see what his actions, you know, feigning surrender to ultimately just pull a victory that apparently you could have had the whole time. Like, they didn't need, they didn't get anything new. Uh, yeah. In theory, they would have been better positioned to do this three years ago. They had all the stuff and and a and a better fed army. Yeah. Um, so, but, but I would also say, you know, I agree with you. But the one difference between this situation and many other Game of Thrones situations in the past is, uh, af- right after winning, uh, Damon can hop on his dragon and be at King's Landing the next day, and basically say hey don't send your troops mm-hmm. we did it also showing Viserys how injured he is um so I I think that there's like it's like I think Viserys would be much more pissed if if it were you know Game of Thrones 2012 era our <laughs> 2012 where it's like Damon you know makes a reckless charge wins the battle and then they all spend three months marching back to King's Landing, and yeah. you know, and the or you know, or the the army gets there and is tired and all that shit. It's like yeah, and by then the bards have made their songs about how like <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of bards, oh yeah, <laughs> um, this is one of my <laughs> when we get to it that that was one of my favorite that that bard character is my favorite character so far <laughs> yeah the the handshake he does where he's just like jesus Christ, that was so real yeah um yeah i mean that's more of a a loose end uh if you have more sure. to say about it you can certainly no now it, it, it was just it well, the only the only important thing it did 
was it established, um, you know, that guy got two separate direct orders from someone who is next in line yeah. for the throne and someone who was the current queen. And apparently in Game of Thrones monarchy math, uh, the, the current queen beats, you know, if we're talking chess pieces, the current queen is a more powerful piece than the future um, the future uh, person sitting on the throne. Um, right. That was important, I, I thought, mm-hmm. because it's a question yeah, sure. that I would have also had, like who's who who outranks who here? And at least to at least to him, um, the current queen current queen wins. So yeah, interesting. Uh, and that's a, a good thing to bring up too, because in that moment we see how the relationship between Alicent and uh, Rhaenyra has. Uh, uh, kind of been withered away. Yeah, yes. soured for sure. Uh, but she is still kind of going the bat for Rhaenyra sure. throughout the the series, throughout the I think episode. One other thing from that scene that I think might, that, that, that could certainly come into play. So we, we've established now that over the course of three years now or more from the first episode through this, Rhaenyra takes um, at least comfort, if not I don't know, actual devotion to the wear tree, um, establishing a connection that she has not just to the seven, but to the old gods. And as we jump into a dance with dragons, uh, that war, that could um, indicate that she might have some allegiance, connection, ability to establish alliances with the North. Um, so uh, that's pure speculation. That uh, that could also be me. Like every so often, uh, new rock stars makes like they'll be like, "You didn't notice this, but this," and you're like, "You seem to be reaching pretty far there, bud, for that little connection." But I think yeah. there could be something there. Again, yeah, not um, knowing how I, this plays my, out. The mind immediately goes to uh, Ray is going to get sent back in time and become Shmi Skywalker. <laughs> um that's all from that little scene though um okay uh let's I get think... to the hunt then <laughs> yeah uh so rob you were looking forward to chatting about it what what thoughts have you got so the main thing so um Viserys is questioning himself deeply about the decision to name Rhaenyra as his heir have have all his bannermen come and, and bend the knee to her and it's a whole thing. And now he's got a son. What does he do? So in in public, he's talking to people. He's like, I've already done this. I've already done this. I've already done this. But clearly, internally, he's struggling with this. And probably will continue to. But at least by the end of this episode, I think, because he takes so much stock in signs and and um, dreams and things like that, I think the main, the, the time that he questioned this the most and really got him in his cups was when they said we've got a white stag you know the same thing that that robert was trying to hunt for in the the original series and and mm-hmm. and it's an absolute to them a sign from the gods that this hunt for his son's birthday i think that's what this hunt was for um the gods are saying that he's the guy your son he's the true heir but then they don't find the white stag. They find just a pretty a pretty big regular stag. And I think... And they're like, it's still good. Yeah, and they're like, this is pretty great. You're, this is pretty great, my dude. And um, I think that's when he was like, uh, maybe not. Maybe the signs the signs are mistaken. If it was a white stag, you go with you go with Aegon II. If it's not... And that's when he goes to his daughter, notably in private, and says, it's still you. What I think is going to happen here is he's not going to make any further public um, reaffirmations of her being the heir, and he's going to die, and she's only going to have behind closed doors, you know, behind closed doors besides the giant thing in the throne room where everybody bent the knee to her, but it's going to be one of those, like, well, that was four years ago. That was before he had Mm -hmm. a son. This is what's... Viserys is not going to make public his wish to reaffirm her as his heir and just say like, yes, even in the new context, she's still my heir. And that's where this struggle for um, legitimacy is going to start. Right. Yeah. Uh, And Damon coming back is only going to add to 
add to those troubles, uh, especially after now he's got that victory in the mm-hmm. in the stepstones. So, so that kind of worked out exactly as Corliss had uh, pitched to him in the first episode. Uh, yeah, the stag appears to Rhaenyra. Uh, Kristen Cole starts, you know, unsheathing his his sword to take it out, and she's like, "Nah." And she's like, "No, let him watch." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let him go, lad. Let him be. Um, yeah, and he's got that special uh, spear made by Lannisters. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't quite get the job done. It could also be because he's weakened because he doesn't have, he couldn't he can't really grip the yeah. thing with all his fingers since he's missing, missing two. But he also doesn't for seem sure like take it out on oh. Jason Lannister. He also, he also doesn't seem like a guy that does this a bunch. Yeah. Um, again, we're skipping years and years between episodes. So like maybe he does, but you know, he has to have his, like, master huntsman there, like, right here, your grace, right here, mm-hmm. I'm going to spray paint a yeah. little circle. A little, gonna... <laughs> little to the um, left this time. I I also think um, uh, oh, the, the little, like, off-screen off tidbit, apparently <clears throat> this this whole hunt sequence corrected something that George R. R. Martin didn't like about the original series, which was you know, Robert Baratheon died on a royal hunt in the books and in the show, but the way the royal hunt was portrayed in the show was four guys in the woods. And like, that's not a that's not a royal hunt. That's like you and hunter. your buddies. Yeah. <laughs> that's you and your buddies on the week. Like a royal hunt looks like what, what this looked like. Like hundreds of tents and people and and you know and and the, the king almost just ceremonious ceremonially, you know, taking a killing. So maybe Robert Baratheon on a royal hunt like this would have been a little more active um because yeah. he was you know he was a warrior king yeah um and Viserys but... was also smashed yes yeah oh my god oh yeah, but i was... mean <laughs> we've so all been just like robert baratheon <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the whole time obviously the show is making you go the show knows that you know that Viserys is not long for this world so you're in your head you're going well how's it going to happen is it going to be goopy back is it going to be someone killing him? Is it going to be, we'll be back. you know, is it going to be this stag's horns? And if you haven't, you know, we haven't read the book. So like, we don't know, but for sure I was going, oh man, this does not tend to end well for drunk Kings at Royal hunts. So I yeah. was, I was, I, I held my breath for a while during the stag scenes. gets loose, <clears throat> gores yeah. him with the, those antlers. Sure. Um, for sure. Boar. Baratheon mm-hmm. was gored by the boar. And uh, we have an almost similar situation within within this one. Mm-hmm. So really wars are not think. great to be around. <laughs> really, no, think really, can really, happen at yeah. any time. It, it takes all kinds. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but Renera dispatches that boar pretty good. Mm-hmm. She just comes back, just all carried out, uh, hair dyed with red and blood, and uh, dragging it behind her. Oh yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, you have uh, one of the strongs looking off and uh, kind of like smiling as like, oh shit, look at this. Uh, and then you have Jason's reaction, which was like, Ugh. oh yeah. <laughs> and even before that, uh, the the other strong brother with the club foot um, has to sit down with like the ladies who lunch, and that scene yeah, was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the gods have not seen to make me fit for the hunt, my ladies. Mike, <laughs> I sit with you, and they're like, yeah. I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I also that love that hard to watch. That is, um, I guess, a great, 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 great relative of um, Queen of Thorns. Oh, Elena yeah. Ty- Elena Tyrell, a red wine. Oh, big Queen uh, of Thorns energy there. <laughs> yeah, kind of behaving in the same manner. I thought that was fun. And I guess uh, in name, uh, an heir to or a a, a grand great grandparent to Sir Robert Strong, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very alive. <laughs> yeah, the very yeah, the very not very the alive. Man. Not at all a zombie. <laughs> um, I also thought her tete a tete with uh, Rhaenyra was really was great. Mm-hmm. Rhaenyra is um, 
Rhaenyra is uh, Rhaenyra, not Rhaenyra. Okay, Rhaenyra's like two, like undefeated with highborn ladies who think they know it all. She's yeah. just absolutely not here for any of their bullshit, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah. Well, Redwine was very. She's very loose with uh, with her words, uh, pissing on everybody, uh, the king included. Uh, and she comes back and is like, okay, so what have you done? Eaten cake? Yeah. Well done. Yeah, super helpful. Good for you. Good on you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's mostly everything of note within within this episode. Is there any kind of loose ends? The only thing we didn't really talk about, we, we talked about, you know, the crab feeder fight and that. We didn't necessarily talk about the the planning session with all the uh, um, yeah. <clears throat> with all the Valerians and like you know uh it does show us that there's some infighting there as well with um with Corliss's brother and and son you know Corliss and his son seem to be kind of in lockstep um but uh you know there's there there was a little infighting there too uh just I don't know that it portents anything going forward but it was interesting to see that, okay, uh, this is a much bigger family than we've seen. I think it does. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I think Vagar is probably going to be uh, a bit of a bit, in a bit of a tight spot because uh, it seems like he kind of went behind their backs to send word to the word to the king because uh, it seemed like that was a surprise to everyone. Oh, yeah, that, that was. Guy him, showed right. up. Yeah. Um, guy showed up. Uh, so we might see him in King's Landing uh, yeah. joining one of one of their sides. <clears throat> we're still we're still table setting right now it feels like um mm-hmm. like did, did you all watch the show the bear on fx yeah. uh first couple episodes i need to finish it's it. very it's good. really good yeah it's really really good um <clears throat> but what i read and i think it has been picked up for a second season is that like basically the first whole season was just a prequel like setting up the actual bear like the restaurant the bear so Right now, this this still feels like we're almost like prologue, like long extended prologue, and that <clears throat> maybe by the end of the season we're going to get to the actual like Dance of Dragons. So yeah, we're 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 um we're setting all the pieces on the board right now and uh, kind of establishing where they will land once allegiances have to be set and the the war actually starts. So it's all yeah. good. It's a, this is a very good television program and. It's- I don't. I was very skeptical, extremely skeptical, and uh, so far, so so very good. Yeah. All right, David. Anything to add before we get to winners and losers? Well, I don't think so. All right. I think there is. I I think that the show is good. There is. But I think that it's. I think that it's still on thin ice. I think these time jumps are. Uh, the more I think about it, I'm just like, this, I don't know, maybe if they had some way of being like, hey, this is definite, like this first season is like a huge prequel, like, basically, like, this, like, this first season, we're going to cover a lot of ground so that we can settle into when the real action starts, I would feel more comfortable. But I feel that this is going to be a show that does like, every episode is like a two-year jump it yeah it would be nice some other shows have done like um like oh we're releasing a digital graphic novel uh every week and it's gonna kind of fill in some of the gaps like that that could be interesting would certainly give more uh more fodder for people like us uh you know who 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 somewhat deep dive into this and certainly the people that go full, you know, granular deep dive every week. Oh, boy. Um, but um, I definitely hear that. And so far it hasn't, it hasn't prevented my like gleeful enjoyment of this. I think my bar was literally, we said this in the first episode, my bar was buried in the ground. Your bar was in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My bar, my it's bar was just like, bar was in, in, in hell, the- which is not where Queen Elizabeth is right now. No. <laughs> No, this this yeah. podcast affirms that she has ascended to heaven um uh the, yeah the bar was in the mariana's trench and 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 this show still this show cleared it 
by a lot. So I, I think I'm giving the, oh, this show has a lot of rope right now. It, it, I, I'm just like, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was probably going to be terrible. The, the, the previous show ended so, so disappointingly. Sure. So it's got a lot of goodwill with me right now. We'll see if it we'll see if it holds up. Right now, I mean, the the, the thing kind of hanging over everything is that, you know, the main showrunner is not back for season two. So this is like that's right. Yeah. You know, a team that's on a championship run that you know the head coach is leaving after the season, no matter what happens. And so it it could go really. You know, the head coach is leaving. The the stars are need to have their contract renegotiated. So um this is a basketball metaphor i don't think the stars in this show have to have their contracts renegotiated but at the very least the showrunner's leaving and that's you know it's a huge question mark um so we'll see but right now i'm just in, i'm i'm in i'm not letting a shaky future spoil what even if it's just one really good season i'm i'm happy to play in this world again yes especially when i look at some of the other series that are potentially coming out um I'm just like, these all can't be good. So I'm going to enjoy this one while it is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of that, they keep talking about Nymeria and these 10,000 ships, which is one, yeah, of, the that's one of them that, that's coming out. Um, and they keep dropping Nymeria's name within this series. So it's, they're planting some seeds. Um, I just right, find it really yeah. tough. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it, I just feel like it feels like a little bit Star Wars extended universe to me. Which is like, there are good stories there, um, but like the I don't know the the universe itself. It, it like as the universe expands, it's like okay, so now I got to care about this like legend of you know the thing and the, the this and, <laughs> the I mean, and I guess the, and the, the thing. Well, and and to. And like one of the big differences to me is that also it's like obviously there's more magic in the past of Game of Thrones, but it's like there's not a ton of magic. So you're basically like, all right, so like I'm watching like, you know, old timey stuff plus dragons. Whereas at least with the Star Wars expanded universe, there's the force, which I think is like honestly an interesting enough concept by itself. Sure. That you can you can do some things with it. So I don't know. I you know I I think I'll, one more thing on this and then we can I, we're trying to wrap i get it uh, yeah. one more thing um I, I feel like in a perfect world where you did not care about it where a creator with a budget was able to do what they wanted and they wanted to set themselves up for the most possible success as a storyteller <clears throat> i think what would have happened is as soon as as soon as the 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 source material ran out they said okay source material's out we are not going to continue the show until the actual guy who's creating it um, is going to finish. I also want to assume in this alternative universe that that George R. R. Martin is doing nothing but creating the new books, and and one has already been out. <laughs> one has already been out for five years. Let's say Winds and Winter came out five years ago. They're like, but guess what? We've got this. We've got source material for this world. It's just not. It doesn't come next in the linear storyline. So. We are going to take a break from the main from the main series. And we're going to do three seasons of Dance with Dragons. And it's just like perfect. It's like season five of Game of Thrones wraps, season one of Dan uh, of House of Dragons starts, and we get three years of that while while George finishes the book and we start shooting that. And then, you know, and then four years after we took a break from that main storyline, we start back up with Game of Thrones. I, and, I and, don't and, hate and that. then we wrap strong. I don't hate that, but it takes my earlier, uh, my earlier assertion, and when I say earlier, I mean like two years or, or two episodes back, and makes it doubly important. Yeah, you're right. Which is, yep. if you do that, this shit has to matter. Yeah, it has yeah. to matter within the plot of Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. and think, I still don't I... think it does. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You might be right, uh, and and I I just I'm very firm in my belief that if Winds of Winter had come out five years ago, COVID doesn't happen. So, do uh, you want to go to um, Winners and Losers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, let's start with those losers, Rob. 
losers. Oh, crab feeder. Yeah. <laughs> and fan yeah. uh, and fans of crab feeder. People who were <laughs> people who were uh, building their their cosplay, thinking that this was going to be the big bad, and not just like a dialogueless zilch who yeah. who had good who had good caves. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what the crab feeder was. A dialogue with Zilch. We didn't even. So he he he's he's clearly clearly the loser. Dark Maul. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Dark Maul like, uh, got resurrected. Saltwater salt taffy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and David. Uh, my loser is uh, God. It feels like there are actually a lot of losers here. Um. I think I think my loser right now is uh Rhaenyra. Mm. Uh because I think that like she's, you know, she had a nice moment with her dad at the end, but I think things are clearly slipping away from her. Um yeah. not really by anything she's doing. Um but um like you know, it's just a little bit like it's it's truly just fucking sexism in the realm. Like mm-hmm. it's like she they have decided that there is a better option, even though that other option is completely unknown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh my loser is the soldier at the beginning who was screaming and glad that <laughs> we didn't talk about that savior has come. And immediately gets squished. <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah. Because if you go back and look at the like the slow motion, like he ev- they they literally like CGI'd evacuating all this <laughs> yeah. blood yeah. out of his mouth and nose Ugh. and like eyes and ears. It's mm-hmm. it, it happens in like a flash on screen, but it the slow motion of that is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen on this show, and that's saying a lot. Yes. Uh, I wonder if the VFX editors <laughs> save me. Skaploosh. Skaploosh. And winners, David. Uh, I think a winner for me is uh, I'm just going to go with the this person's uh, with Rhaenyra's opposite, which is Allison Hightower. Yeah, um, that's strong. That's a strong winner. I yeah. think that. Um, you know, one thing that's kind of funny about Game of Thrones is that, uh, overall, it seems, it seems to be pretty, uh, mostly rewarding to women to just completely, like, play their, like, (laughs) to be, like, like, it's like, I guess Marjorie Tyrell got blown up, ultimately, but, like, it seems like, good little ladies kind of don't get hurt sometimes <laughs> oh well i mean that's not true at all actually i can we cut that take that back um no, i was wrong as shit. i don't know what Sansa i would like a word yeah i was i was about to be like yeah it kind of everybody gets uh treated badly but anyway allison is like i think like playing like the traditional like uh the pr- traditional game of thrones archetype of the uh, female character who is uh, who quote unquote knows her place and mm-hmm. is you know playing the game that women can play and uh, she's uh, all by all likelihood going to be the queen mother yeah yeah she and she's already queen of the realm showed some some influence through throughout this episode uh, on the king Rob yeah. who's your winner uh, Damon yeah is is for sure my winner there's a lot there's a lot of winners uh this episode um but i think i think he's mine um i i think some there's there's uh there's a case to be made that you know this pretty decisive victory that was basically a trick play could have been run any time in the last three years and he really would have looked smart um, and he put himself in a lot of risk. Like, yeah, one of those arrows going the wrong way, you know, fire can't burn a dragon, but I'm pretty sure arrows can kill them uh, because 
uh you know we saw in the last last show that that those scorpions can do some damage but um but he had a pretty decisive victory here and and has the receipts to show for it back in king's landing and um like we said in the in i think last week's episode this is him and corliss cementing themselves as legitimate players for when this really does kick off uh yeah this is this is their claim uh actual battle one so damon targaryen yeah uh damon was my winner i will uh go to my backup which is the white heart the stag uh uh, eluded death uh faked out uh viserys and the hunter and had them holding some just holding shit for no reason uh and then escaped death again with uh Rhaenyra mm-hmm. and got the got some symbolism in uh while he was there. So congratulations, White Stag. All right. Uh that will do it for this episode. We're back probably uh on with the new episode on Wednesday. This week was a little funky because I got sick and other people got busy. Um mm-hmm. so thanks for making some time to record tonight, David. Of course. Uh and thank you as well, Rob. And we'll see you probably next week, Marcely. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Uh...